It's time for the Baldcast with the bald predictor himself, JT Wilcox. Going bald never sounded so good. I was just a shorty that was new to the game, but I was true to the game, so yep, I can do the same. What up? What up? What up? You heard correct. JT Wilcox in the Baldcast on this great Tuesday afternoon, uh, February 21st. I hope everyone enjoyed the long weekend. Uh, apologies once again. I, I hate that we're still going hit or miss uh, with the ball cast. Uh, like I said, and I'm trying to uh, put this the best way that I can because one thing, whether you know it or not, there have been some things that have gone on behind the scenes dealing with South Florida High School sports, everything, how we're structured, everything that we have going on. So within that, uh, it has greatly affected the ball cast. So, again, we're trying to nail down. We're trying to get it back consistent. Uh, I appreciate everyone's patience. I appreciate everyone's continued support uh, with it. But we're definitely uh, going to keep it going, and it is not going away uh, anytime soon. So, uh, today, plenty to get into. Uh, jam-packed show. So much went down. Uh, so much that I would want to talk about. Um, but one thing that we're going to do right off, right out of the gate, uh, we're going to bring in uh, Miramar's new head coach. And if one thing that I can say that has changed for the better uh, with the ball cast is that we're, we're going after the big fish. You know, we're, we're going after the big stories, uh, getting people to come in here, coaches, players, uh, you name it, uh, with the pertinent right, in, right now stories. And one of them uh, is Miramar hiring a new head coach. And that's Coach A.J. Scott, definitely a familiar name. Uh, if you are a Miramar Patriot fan or just a high school football fan, A.J. Scott is definitely a familiar name in the coaching ranks. Uh, so he was there before, uh, worked under Coach Damon Cogdale, uh, was there when they had some stuff go on, and he was kind of the guy that was thrown out in front, and he, he handled himself very admirably. Uh, and, you know, then he went to Mir- uh, MacArthur, his alma mater, uh, this past season. And now he's back as the official head coach at Miramar. Coach A.J. Scott. Coach Scott, thanks so much for taking the time out today to join the ballcast with J.T. Wilcox. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Now, uh, for you, everything I guess you can kind of say has come full circle, from being there before as an assistant to uh, being placed in an interim coach position to going to MacArthur and now coming back as the head coach. Talk about, you know, the way things have kind of come full circle for you in this process. Well, best thing, best thing I can say is hard work. Hard work pays off, um, and being patient. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I did my time as a, a the head DB coach to assistant defensive coordinator to the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. to interim head coach, and I learned a lot over those years. The past four years, I learned a lot, and um, I just feel I just bust my tail and and. Um, I earned the opportunity, and I'm thankful for it. And I thank Ms. Ramoso and Mr. Francois and Mr. Murray for giving me the opportunity to lead their program. Now, now talk about your philosophy as a coach, some of the things that you've learned along the way. Because, you know, a lot of times we'll see or hear coaches, you know, talk about all the, you know, different head coaches that they worked under and the kind of imprint and, you know, impression that they left on them. Uh, Where is your defensive philosophy? Where was that born from? My defensive philosophy. You said what? You said where did it come from? Yeah, like you know, from working with you know, I know you worked under Coach Cogdell, 
uh, was just with Coach Laron Culpepper, you know, talking, you know, g- gathering all the different things that you've learned along the way to now being a head coach officially. Well, I'm a student of the game. I think over the years, just watching NFL football, I learned a lot um, from Coach. I learned a lot from Coach Coddell. I learned a lot from Coach Culpepper. But I, I'll say mainly just being a student of the game, going to coaching clinics, seeing different things. Um, I'm an NFL junkie. I stay watching NFL Network, always trying to pick up new things. Um, I'm a sponge. You know, I, I just feel no no coach knows everything, and I'm going to try to learn everything I can. Um, football is an evolving game, mm-hmm. and you got to try to keep up. And that's what I try to do. So I try to learn some of everything. And like I said, I learned a lot from Coach Coddell, my time under Coach Coddell. Um, you know, I learned to take chances under him, under Coach Coddell. You know, you got to – be be willing to, to 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 be the reason that you lose the game, and be the reason that you that you win the game with the call you make. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to handle the pressure, you know, from you know to make that call to be responsible for for the win or the loss. Mm-hmm. Now, now one thing that I definitely want to get into a little bit this past season at MacArthur. I, I know MacArthur's has a special place in your heart as someone who went there, um, and then you guys. With you know, with you running their defense and just that team overall put together probably one of their best seasons uh, in school history. Um, talk about you know this past season leading MacArthur and what you guys were able to accomplish there uh, with that program. Um, first, I want to thank Coach Culpepper for giving me the opportunity to come back home to MacArthur, and also the athletic director at MacArthur, Mr. Dillon. Um, it was a great year; I would never forget. You know, going over to MacArthur, you know. Um, you know, program, I think they went uh, 73 the prior season, and two seasons before that, it was 0-10. And it was it was a challenge, you know, coming from Miramar, going to MacArthur, you know, the scheme that they ran prior before I got there was a little different. And um, I took pride in, in, in teaching teaching the kids how to play football. Not saying they didn't know how to play football, but I know my scheme was a little complicated, and, and it was a challenge. And, and, you know, we did our thing, man. I'm just proud of how hard the kids played for me, they, how hard they played for Coach Culpepper. And uh, also um, Coach T.J., Coach T.J. Johnson played a big part of that. Not just Coach A.J., not just not, not just Coach Culpepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody everybody on the coaching staff played a part of that, not just me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just proud of the season that we had. Coach A.J. Scott joining the ballcast with J.T. Wilcox, new head football coach at Miramar High School. Uh, now, Miramar is a program that they're – from especially with under Coach Cockdale, they became a program with the dark side defense and, and making two appearances in the state championship game, winning one. Um, this is a program now. This is not just a football team. This is one of those schools that has a program. Things are already in place. You know, talk about, you know, what's already there uh, from a player standpoint, from a culture standpoint, other program, and then where you see it going under your direction in the future. Uh, the expectations are very, very high, you know, Especially, I come from Coach Cardell Tree. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the expectations is very, very high, and and I, I feel I feel I'm the right man for the job. I didn't come here to coach one season. I came here to coach for many, many years to build a program, a respectable program. Um, that's what Mr. Formoso and uh, Mr. Francois wanted from me about building a respectable program, not just a program, a winning program, a respectable program, and that that is my goal, and that's what I'm striving for. Now, it just seems that, and you can confirm it for me, but it just seems that DBs, like 6'2", 6'3", lanky, just great DBs, seem to grow on trees out there. And you were the, say where you were the assistant DB coach. 
how does Miramar just seem to every year have these great defensive backs just trotting out on the on the field every year? <laughs> okay, I guess I give you uh, uh, one of our secrets um, at Miramar High. Um, I would say because of the spread system we have been running over the years, uh, we attract a lot of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure you know everybody thinks they can play wide receiver, but everybody can't catch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at Miramar, we, we, we tend to get a lot of wide receivers, you know, 15, 16 wide receivers, guys, 6'2", six, 6'1". Six, and over the years, I just look around and I see who followed in the, on the back, in the back and I just grab them. <laughs> And I bring them to the dark side, and we'll work them, and we'll try to do the best that we can with them. And a lot of times, it work out. For the most part, it work out. It, it has. Worked I mean. that over the years. Tracy Howard was a wide receiver. Um, went to UM. Morrell Jackson was a wide receiver first. He went to the University of Hawaii. We don't have many, many. Um, Herbert Miller, he's at FAU now. He was a wide receiver, 6'2", cornerback for FAU. So just over the years, having a lot of wide receivers, you know, we usually grab them and and, 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 you know, uh, not just myself, Coach Kenny, Kenny Foster has been along my side, you know, as a DB coach. And uh, me and Coach Kenny together has um, been able to spot some, some good wide receivers that we were able to turn into um, great cornerbacks. Now, I thought you were going to say that you guys just go into basketball practice and say, hey, kid, come play football. <laughs> I, th- I thought that's where you were going with it. But that also <laughs> makes sense, too, about the wide receivers who can't catch. That makes plenty of sense, too. <laughs> uh, now, now, one thing, and one thing, I, I admire you for, and I spoke about it before we brought you in, uh, when, when things weren't going so well at Miramar and you were kind of pushed into the forefront, I said you handled it so admirably, uh, and you, you handled yourself very well, and you, you represented what was good in that program when a lot of people were trying to do, throw dirt on it. Um, how, how do you think just that's going through that situation then will help you now and going forward as a head coach at Miramar? I would say trust. Everybody trusts Coach A.J. Scott. Um, all the kids, any kid that came to Miramar High that knows me, know I truly love them. For me, it's not always about the wins and losses. You know, I was a kid growing up with no father, and I had some coaches put a lot into me as a young man trying to find my way. And I try to do the same thing and put in a lot in these young men. Like I said, it's just not about football and wins and losses. It's about life, becoming a man in this community, growing up being a respectable man in this community. And I take pride in that, and I think the kids, they see it. They see I truly, truly love them. Mm-hmm. It's just not about football or win or a loss for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love giving back. That's why I'm in this game. I'm not, I'm not in the game of football just, just to win a football game. I'm in the game of football to help these young men become grown men, respectable mm-hmm. men in the community. Awesome, awesome stuff. Coach A.J. Scott joining the broadcast with J.T. Wilcox. Uh, now, Miramar, two, uh, really, they were like three points away or two points away, really, from making the playoffs, I mean, one-point losses to Flanagan, one-point loss to Weston. They, they were literally points away from being in the playoffs. So that lets you know just how close they are. Uh, you know, obviously just a couple days in, uh, but you know these players, you know this program, and you said expectations are high. Uh, what's there? What do you like from what you've seen already, getting to see the kids again, you know, working with them? You told me you already got them in the weight room and everything. Uh, yeah, you got. I know. Where, how does the process of the work start to get Miramar back to where it was a couple of years ago? Well, I mean, right now I, I feel, you know, as, as most most coaches, you know, I'm not satisfied <laughs> right <laughs> now. We have a lot of work to do. You know, I know it was pretty close last year, but every year is a new year. You know, in today's game of high school football, I'm pretty sure every high school coach can tell you, you, you know, your team can really change a lot. 
from year to year. It's just the way the game is now, you know, from it's different from years ago. So, you know, they had a great team last year. There was a couple of points away from making the playoffs. But um, they had 40 seniors on that team. Wow. So I lost a lot of kids, um, you know, like I, like I said, 40 seniors. Um, but with the coaching staff I put together, I mean, I feel I have one of the best staffs in South Florida, not just Dade or Broward County in South Florida. And um, I think with the coaching staff I put together, I think we should we should be we should be okay. You know, we still have a lot of work to do, but I um, I think we should be okay. Who who are some of the guys you brought in to work with you, coach? Um, I have the um, the OC from um, Carroll City High, Coach Rowe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's my OC here at MacArthur High. I have Coach Guyton. Um, he, he was a coach at Miramar for years. He did one year at Carroll City last year also. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Coach Carroll. He was the defensive coordinator from Miramar from last year. He's mm-hmm. on my staff. He's he's my assistant head coach. Okay. Um, I have Coach Matthews, my D-line coach, Coach Ron. My D-line coach, both of those coaches are from MacArthur, part of the 10-0 team at, from MacArthur. I have I have Coach Ivan McCartney as my wide receiver coach. Sticks. I, I know you know Sticks. Yep, uh, Sticks. That, that's my boy. Um, I also have uh, the uh, the quarterback from 2011, uh, Miramar, the, the, the game, the state game we lost. Cam quarterback Hutch. as my quarterback coach, Little Cam. Right, Cam Hutch. Yeah, Cam Hutch is my uh, quarterback coach. Um, so I, I I feel and Coach Kenny Foster, um, like I said, he was my DB. He was a DB coach with me over the years. They coached Tracy Howard and some of the other great DBs we coached together. Um, so I feel I have a great staff, and I'm, I'm very happy with the staff I put together. And as you know, no one man can do it by himself. You don't win because of one man. You win as a unit, as a coaching staff. You have to have a great coaching staff to win. Well, I really Coach, believe in that. You definitely sound like you definitely put together a good one. I, I really appreciate you taking out the time today. Uh, it meant a lot to me. Uh, to have you come in and join the ballcast today, I, I feel I'm very happy for you getting this job. Like I thank said, you, thank you. to see it come full circle is awesome, and to work out for for the good for you that, that I feel really good about that, Coach. So again, congratulations and thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. Thanks, thanks, Coach. All right, you have a good one. You too, Coach AJ Scott joining the ballcast with JT Wilcox. Listen, like like I said before, uh, a couple years ago, before Miramar brought in Pierre Sonatas. Uh, with that whole thing with Coach Strout, they they threw Coach and I'm just going. I'm gonna be frank about it. They threw AJ in 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 out in front. Threw almost threw him to the wolves amidst all the stuff that was going on with that program at the time. I mean, from finding out that they were getting you know vacated from the playoffs to protesting to having to you know be the person that had to speak to those hurt parents and kids. Uh, throughout that whole process to be in front of the camera speaking about this as just an interim coach, you know, and like I said, he handled himself so well throughout all that because I remember covering it from from my standpoint. I said, man, this guy has been thrown to the wolves uh, amidst this this whole thing that's going on with this program. And, you know, to see it, everything come full circle for him like that, to go to MacArthur, have a great season there as their D.C., and then now to come back and take over back at Miramar officially as the head coach. That's awesome stuff. So real happy for Coach AJ in that regard. Um, so, again, thanks to him for taking the time to join today. Um, that, the coaching carousel in South Florida is funny. And, and I say funny uh, in, in, the most, in the most great way I possibly can. It's funny because you hear so many things and so much stuff goes on. I mean, and, and, and one of the continuous themes, if you listen to the ballcast, all the time I say, don't forget, 
or don't get lost in or, or, you know, don't lose sight of the fact that these coaches are still young men. They have goals. They have dreams. They have aspirations. They have things that they want to do. Whether or not, you know, they've been coaching for five years or 15 years on the high school level, if they get a shot, there's an opportunity for advancement in their own careers, whether it be through football or even somewhere else, as we saw with Coach Roger Pollard, who we had on the ball cast recently with him stepping down at Coral Gables. You know, whether it's through the football or some other avenue, they want to, you know, they have goals and dreams of getting better. They have families that they need to take care of. Uh, so, you know, to see these coaches do these things. So talking about the coaching carousel, uh, we had one coach officially go back to the college ranks and Coach Damon Cogdell. He was at Carroll City as their defensive coordinator slash associate head coach. Uh, he got tabbed to become a defensive assistant coach at USF. Uh, so congratulations to him. Now today, and again, this Tuesday, February 21st, there's been some rumblings about something else going on. Um, and, and I'll say this, uh, and, and I'll put you good, because you may know. You may know already. So I'll, I'll say this. It involves Coach Aubrey Hill from Miami Carroll City, head coach at Miami Carroll City. Some stuff is going on, and I'll tell you guys. And, and I'd send it out on Twitter uh, as we were getting ready to record the ball cast today. I've spoken with Coach Hill multiple times today, Tuesday, uh, the 21st of February. I've spoken with Coach Hill multiple times today, including this morning. And he said, pump the brakes a little bit, JT. Nothing is official yet. So whatever rumblings you've heard, they're not official yet. That's not to say that they won't become official, but they're not official yet. So uh, I'll say that, and I'll say no matter what, and I maintain from even when we had our conversation with Coach David Cooney uh, prior to him being official at the University of Miami, this is a year of increase. 2017 is a year of increase, man. I I've claimed that for myself personally, and I've seen it come to fruition just around me. Okay, it's a year of increase. 2017 is a year of increase, man. Hashtag year of increase. Okay, so we'll be talking with Coach Hill, I'm sure, very soon, you know. Uh, but like I said, nothing's official yet. Nothing's official yet. So uh, we'll, we'll be thundering our way uh, through things here in the, in the coming days with Coach uh, Aubrey Hill. All right, so some of the other things we wanted to get into real quick, and, and we're going to make this one a short one because we're trying something different with the ball cast today. Uh, some basketball stuff. Congratulations to all the girls' basketball teams that will be making the trip to Lakeland uh, this coming week. It starts on the 23rd. Uh, I mean, they're going to Lakeland. It's Well, actually, no. starts today and runs through the 27th, Tuesday through Saturday. Um, so congratulations to all the girls' teams. I know Miami Country Day coach O'Keele Swaby. Oh, get a ball to O. O'Keele Swaby and the Miami Country Day Lady Spartans are going for back-to-back. Uh, titles. Uh, Shouts out to Coach uh, Gabriel Lazo at Ferguson getting that, the Lady Falcons back up to Lakeland. Things didn't go the way they wanted them to last year, so they can kind of get some redemption this season. Same thing with Northeast, with Coach Gillian and, and his girls over up there with the Lady Hurricanes. Same thing. Uh, Shouts out to Cardinal Gibbons uh, with Coach Kevin Gordon with the, the Lady Chiefs doing their thing. I mean, so 
basketball down here uh, is definitely alive and well. I know football is always going to be king. Football will always be king. But basketball, pay a little bit of attention to it. So the girls are going to Lakeland already. They, Like I said, I believe it, it tips off today uh, up there at the Lakeland Center. I really enjoy covering basketball, state basketball. I mean, the Lakeland Center, the city of Lakeland, they do it right. They do it well. Uh, I mean, it's just a great week, a great two weeks of basketball, starting with the girls and then next week the boys, Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, I mean, you get the whole experience, uh, at least for me. And I'm a, I'm a basketball junkie. So for me, it was like, you know, covering state basketball is always awesome because they do state semifinals and final. So you got to win two games up there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's awesome. The little, you know, the prep band is there. It's not the full band. The little prep band is there. And it's the big arena feel. It's, it's awesome. So I uh, really like that. Really love covering state basketball. Good luck. Like I said, good luck to all the girls teams from South Florida that are going. I believe we have nine, if my account was correct. I believe it's nine. So hopefully, uh, majority of them come back with state titles. Um, I like, I like, oh, Okeel Sway being the Miami Country Day uh, Lady Spartans to come back with one. I like Ferguson to come back with one. And then, uh, like I said, good luck to everybody else because uh, it's definitely the best of the best up there. Um, speaking of basketball, I know you guys saw the trade that went down between the New Orleans Pelicans and the Sacramento Kings. To <laughs> what Sacramento did to trade DeMarcus Boogie Cousins, to get rid of Boogie, and all you got back was Buddy Heald, Tyreek Evans, who stays hurt, Langston Galloway, they have the collective who, from, right, and, and a second-round pick and a first-round pick. They didn't even get any beads. They could have at least got some beads and some jambalaya or something to go, I mean, to kind of make me feel better about this deal. I mean, they got, New Orleans got Boogie Cousins, for essentially Buddy Hield, who the jury is still out on. Uh, he, he's, he's in that category, in my opinion, and I was just having this conversation with someone. Buddy Hield is in that category with Brandon Ingram in that, yeah, they're supposed to be really good, but they haven't really flashed yet as a rookie. Rookies, you know, very rarely – Will a rookie just come in and wreck the league? That's that's that very rarely happens. Even the greats, including LeBron and Kobe and Kevin Garnett, you know, they didn't come in and directly just start wrecking the league. <clears throat> they show flashes. They had stretches uh, of games or stretches of, of time or weeks, you know, uh, stretches of games to where they would flash. Say, man, this guy's going to wreck the league in a couple years. You know, Kevin Kevin Durant again. He's going to wreck the league in a couple of years. They showed those flashes. Buddy Heald, and by extension, Brandon Ingram, they haven't shown those flashes. So Sacramento gets a guy in Buddy Heald. Like I said, the jury's still out. He's a great scorer, pretty good shooter. But, again, the jury's still out on him. Tyreek Evans, who was already, who's been in Sacramento once before, things didn't end well in there. They get him, and he's, like I said, is hurt more often than not. And Langston Galloway. For Boogie Cousins, Boogie Cousins is without a doubt, debate me on this, I dare you to debate me on this, that Boogie Cousins is a top 10 player in the NBA right now. Okay, top 15, top 15. Maybe top, I'd, 
I'm comfortable saying top 10. I'll go safe and say top 15. To get and you pair him with Andy, not Andy, Anthony Davis, unibrow, who's a who's legit a top ten player in the in the NBA right now. You get those two guys. You're talking about the most formidable front court pairing since Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Now it's unfair to say, oh, this is Twin Towers 2.0, because Tim Duncan and David Robinson, they won, they did it, you know. At a, in a different kind of NBA where I think the NBA was a bit better than what it is now. Uh, yeah, the players are more talented now, but I think this, the players are a little bit more skilled back then. Uh, but again, you're talking about a front court pairing in those two, like the, the likes of none that we've seen since Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Now, whether they get it to work, that that's yet to be seen. But you're talking about two guys that they're kind of – they can kind of be a yin and yang kind of deal because if you if you look at them from their personalities to the way they play, Anthony Davis is just he's like a Swiss Army knife and not just a run of the mill. He's a great Swiss Army knife, okay? Because you're talking about a guy who was once like six three, like as a guard, a pretty good guard in high school, and then shot up like seven inches on his way to college and became this. 6'10", 6'11", guy with guard skills, you know? So, I mean, that's what Anthony Davis is. And then you have Boogie Cousins, who's just that dude. He can score down low. He can step out. I, I think of Boogie Cousins as Rasheed Wallace on steroids. And I love Sheed. Mr. Ball don't lie himself. Sheed was great. And Sheed was that guy, especially as he got older in, in his career, step out, shoot the three a little bit. You can still throw it down to him in the post. He can get a bucket, uh, face-up game, uh, can hit knock down a jump shot, top of the key, uh, short corner, all that stuff, and can be a guy that will – he's not necessarily like, oh, a, a, a lockdown defender or like a, a rim-protecting kind of guy, but you're, he's going to make it hard, for, on, hard on you on defense. And I think Boogie Cousins is that on steroids. I mean, he's more skilled. He's a bit bigger, different kind of body type. I mean, so you're talking about – to put those two guys together, you know, it's not like you have two back-to-the-basket guys. It's not like you got Shaq and Olajuwon playing together. You know, this is – you have two of these hybrid, like I said, Swiss Army Knife kind of bigs uh, that are in the NBA now uh, together. Now, they still need some pieces because you got Boogie, you got the Brow, and a lot of nothing else. Think about this. The New Orleans Pelicans, as currently constructed, and I'm sure they may try to make another move or moves before the trade deadline on Thursday. They could start or, or they could play a lineup that has Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins, Amir Ash Omir Ashik, uh, Alexis Ajinka, and Terrence Jones. All the all five of those guys are six ten or better. <laughs> okay? They could play a a, a five. They can put a five people, five guys out on the on the court that are six ten or better. Uh, so they they need some they need to retool their roster a bit. I'm sure uh, Terrence Jones will be on the move uh, because he's probably the most attractive piece. He's on a one year deal, not even getting paid a million dollars. So I'm sure they're going to try to turn him into another guard, probably, uh, uh, preferably from their standpoint, a shooter, someone to space the floor. Um, and, but see, now them getting rid of Omer Ashik is going to be tough because he's carrying a $9 million cap hit. And, you know, 
why they paid him all that money, I don't know. So trying to find someone to take on that deal is going to be tough sledding. But we'll see. That that deal, that deal though, with Sacramento was just all kinds of stupid. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's why Sacramento will always be Sacramento. Even when Sacramento was good, when they had Chris Webber and Vladi Divac, who's in their front office now, who has been saying some crazy stuff throughout this process, saying they had a better deal on the table for Bookie Cousins than the one that they actually took. Really, dude? Uh, you know, when they had Vlade and Weber and Bibby and Doug Christie and, uh, uh, you know, when they had those guys, they still, and Pedro Stojakovic, Bobby Jackson, they, uh, you know, and a young, a young Hidu Turkaloo, and they still couldn't get over the hump. My Lakers got them in the playoffs. Uh, speaking of Lakers, Magic Johnson named the director of basketball operations for the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers get rid of uh, Jim Buss and Mitch Kupchak in their respective positions to bring in Magic and put him in charge. As a Laker fan, I am ecstatic about that. I got to tell you, uh, it's probably the best news I've gotten as a Laker fan in quite a while. Um, probably the best since I found out that we were keeping our, our draft pick. Um, so can't wait to see what happens there. One of the first things Magic said uh, when he was just brought back into the organization, because he had stepped away. He was working with the Dodgers, so he kind of stepped away from the Lakers. But then when he kind of stepped back in, he said, if I'm in charge, one of the first calls I'm making is to Kobe Bryant. So I hope he does that. I hope he does that. Uh, so trade deadline coming up on Thursday. Uh, you can actually go on WQAM.com, and I've been uh, writing about some potential trades that the Miami Heat could make for all you Heat fans out there. Uh, so definitely want to go check that out. Uh, so we're going to close it right there. Um, again, shouts out, big thanks, and congratulations to A.J. Scott, the new head football coach at Miramar. Um, like I said, real happy for that guy. Uh, he can coach. Uh, he knows defense, and you heard it. He learned under Coach Cogdell, who definitely knows defense, and he's brought in some good people uh, to be on that coaching staff. So we'll see how things work out for the Miramar Patriots. Thanks again to him uh, for joining me today. And then with basketball, like I said, girls hoops, Darren Lakeland, uh, go support them. Uh, if your team or your school or your, your aunt, uncle, sister, cousin, whoever is playing, go to Lakeland and support them if you can. Uh, like I said, Lakeland puts on a great, great event for basketball, so definitely worth take it, checking out and taking in up there at the Lakeland Center. Uh, and then the NBA trade, de trade deadline coming up on Thursday. Can't wait to see if any more moves get done. Can't believe they traded Boogie Cousins for spare parts. That's crazy. Take us home, live from the crib. But I was just a shorty that was new to the game, but I was true to the game. So, yep, I can do the same. Coming live from the crib, riding out the fire with the steel. Trying to stay alive is a trip. I'm focused on the check the 305s where I live. Floating in my Chevy, feeling high.